And now we continue with a, as we have called it, an extended Pat's Pori with Fitzy. All right, guys. Now it seems like Shime is always up for a a uh, little Jones stirring bashing. of the Pat's pot yep. and some B Mac Jones bashing. Definitely. You ask and you shall receive. Expatriate Jason McCourty, who uh, yes, sort of this. like flew in the face of Even everything. Even he wouldn't rank D-Mac as a top three this safety is, no, no, in the NFL. No, did, you hear, no. did you hear McCourty's quote? Because I think that's what Fitzy's getting to. Jason McCourty had a quote yeah. about the Patriots yes. and Mac Jones. It's a good quote. That is yes. correct. Now, this, this all comes off of RG3. Well, he also has a little bit of a cross to bear. He was not happy that he wasn't brought back last season. As many of us remember, when there was a viral video of him screaming and hollering about how happy he was that the Dolphins beat the Patriots in the season opener in 2021 inside the same stadium in which J-Mac won a Super Bowl. Last week, RG3 tweets out he thinks Mac Jones will be the first quarterback who's played serious time from 2021 to win a Super Bowl. All right, here's Jason McCourty from Good Morning Football talking about Mac Jones and potential struggles in 2022. Inside the building, it'll probably feel as though like nobody's talking about it. Like, oh, it's not a big deal. We're just rolling. You'll never hear anybody say anything in the media. But if you're a young quarterback, you're Mac Jones, you're only in your second year. Year one, you have Josh McDowell, your guy who's been a head coach, offensive coordinator for a long time in this league. Now you come back in year two, who's the guy you go to to say, hey, I want to run these plays this week. Hey, this makes sense you to know. me. How do you take that next step and become a leader? It's definitely going to be a big thing. There. Mm-hmm. It has to be. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's going to be a big deal. J-Mac. So the question goes out to you, gentlemen. J-Mac, still with a cross or a grudge to bear against the Patriots for leaving him off the 2021 roster, separating him from his brother, or is he just spitting straight truth? He's a truth speaker. Yeah, I think it's he realistic. has some intellectual honesty. Like he can look at a situation, the facts of the situation, and decide for himself as a human being, not a puppet for the Patriots or a Kool Aid sipping suck ass. Like that's all he's doing. He's being did honest. You just say Kool Aid sipping suck ass. Yes. yes, he did, and, and good job by you. It's true though. I, I it's I don't understand how people haven't seen this. We've been. We've been yelling it from the mountaintops for weeks, and then a former Patriots player finally comes out and says it, and you go, oh, okay, I guess that does make a little sense. Like, it's not to Mac, it's not bashing Mac Jones no. to suggest that he might have not, a, not as good of a season as people hope because of his offensive coordinators. It's not his fault. Like, he's being put in a, sh- a crappy situation Easy. by, I know, by Bill Belichick. It's not... Mac Jones is fucked. And I've actually argued it it puts him in a in a sort of fortuitous situation where yeah, he can't more lose. Leeway. It's a no-lose situation. It's a no-lose. Yeah. Less, not, if his year-two jump is a year-two flatline or even a mild regression, people are going to be like, well, like, did you see what the Raiders are doing? That's where his offensive mind went to. They didn't overload him with talent. Yep. They didn't overload him with coaching help and a scheme that was – so, like, what he was swimming upstream without a paddle. Exactly. Well – I, I so now this and the leads RG3 me to like, thing is ridiculous. Why is the RG? Th- well, first of all, obviously he's trying to so make a little hard. wave, make some waves, make some noise because okay. uh, the rumor is he's going to replace Randy Moss on ESPN's Monday Night Football he coverage, is. which is a big deal now that you got Joe Buck and Troy Aikman coming back. But do you not think of all those quarterbacks, just of the 2021 quarterbacks, Andy, the 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 top six, if you will, that's including Davis Mills, aka Mechanek, in the second round. If you go through those six quarterbacks, you don't think that Mac Jones is most likely to win a Super Bowl? No, first? not that aspect of it. I'm fine with that. I think that's a total crapshoot. Who knows, right? At this point, literally, 
Who knows? So you can say that. You could say that about any of the five guys, quite frankly, if you wanted to. I think you could make an argument. Mm -hmm. My point with the RG3 thing was the rest of what he's been saying lately, which was in Mike Reese's column over the weekend, the coaching setup will have a massive impact on Mac Jones in a good way. Mac has already spoken how it's a collaborative process and the coaches and players talking in meetings, installing the offense. I believe it will lead to more ownership from him about – what is being called and how he sees the game. This, to me, and I'll be writing about this, I think, for the website tomorrow, is the ultimate old-school, hard-ass, hard version of you teach a kid to swim by driving the boat out into the ocean, take his life jacket off, throw him over, and pull away. Yeah, a few might swim. There's going to be a lot of dead kids along yeah, the no way. Kidding. Or take, whoa, teach him to ski whoa. by going to the top of the mountain and push his ass down. Or you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. There's a million cliches we can throw in. Yep. I love hardo cliches. You know I live off them. Don't tell yes. me how rough the water you is. You're the best hardo I know. That whole thing. Are we taking a hardo mentality that if Max really is good as we think he is, he don't need no stinking coaching? No, is that's that the mentality not, we're taking? It shouldn't RG3's be. RG3's a boob. Well, so RG3's comments about him being the first to win a it's Super fine. Bowl. I'm like, fine with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I He's don't with a that. stable organization. Exactly. I don't it's, know. It's, it, Honestly, if you're looking at it objectively, it's either Mac or Trey Lance because those are the two best teams. And he's already proven he's an NFL quarterback. Trey yes. Lance hasn't. Exactly. So yes, so if you're going to pick, I don't think it's a crazy. That is not crazy. It's but not to a crazy say, take. It's a it's a positive thing the way the coaching it's staff is set up. Not. It's definitely not. It's absolutely not. That yeah, is... He should have just left it at the tweet. He should have just left it at the tweet. Yes. Trying yeah. to spin that into a positive is a fitzy thing. Yeah. Mr. Foxborough fanboy, Mr. Patriots positive, am trying to divine, if not glean, whatever sort of little positives or growth elements can be taken from this. But it is far from an optimal situation heading into Camp 2022. Also, remember, this is a guy that, A, knows nothing about winning in the National Football League. He had a great rookie year, and he got hurt. And then all the stories that came out later about how he wasn't allowed to be coached hard and you weren't supposed to criticize RG3. Yeah, I can tell. And if he's going to be a supposed rising analyst in the football world, I want nothing of the – this is – this is embarrassing. This I don't, is dumb. I want objectivity. I want someone who's willing to go on a national stage, be critical, say what is re- not. Oh, it's the Patriots, so this is actually a good thing for Mac Jones. It's better to have worse coaching. You know until what I'm they saying? Re-establish, <laughs> until they reestablish that they're, quote, the Patriots of the past 20 years, they'll still be a respected, feared, and vaunted franchise, but they are not what they was. Speaking of not what they was, Just want to get a zip take from you guys. How ridiculous is it that Heinz Field, the city where Heinz 57, the greatest ketchup, the greatest condiment, the greatest topping in the world, Heinz Field no more, it is now Acrisure Stadium in Pittsburgh. So I have two thoughts in my zip take here. One, uh, I I don't blame the Steelers because at least originally, because Hines decided not to do this. They didn't want to re-up. Right. So I don't blame the Steelers for that. I do blame the Steelers for the shitty name they gave whoa, it to them whoa, afterward. Whoa, yeah, whoa, yeah. whoa, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't no, do it Andy, earlier, but I had to. It's not Andy. It's not shitty. It's super shitty. Yeah, it is. See, what I was it's rooting for, awful. you know I love sort of like uh, stories and antagonistic yep. lines of thought. Nope. Sounds what if Hunts av- came in and said, I will give you $50 million a year or $100 yeah. million a year to name it Hunts Field would be awesome. I, I would be. I, and honestly, you could keep it the been, ketchup bottle. It, it could have been organic tomato ketchup by, brought to you by Target, by Greater Good Brand. Honestly, owned by it Target should be Field. Chick-fil-A Fine. sauce stadium. 
That would yeah. be better. Or just how about Steeler Field, uh, like Acrisure Field at Steeler Stadium or something like you have to put or just like terrible towel. Uh, some just something. Acrisure Stadium is just so bland, so vanilla. So non-geographical. So awful. I don't even know what the hell Acrisure is. You know what it like probably is? Just like SBLI oh, so or like dumb. What any are of we the doing? insurance, uh, yeah, it's an insurance agencies that proliferate throughout the Now, I don't blame the Steelers. Like, somebody hands you a check, you cash like, the check. Yeah, no, I get it. That's why I said. Like, I don't really don't blame need any Steelers, shots at Amica. But this Great new, insurance company. This new Actually, name stinks. Name after insurance. The like, best insurance company. They may be my insurance company. All right, Andy. Uh, but uh, this new name stinks. You're not I hate a free it. Roof to out of this, Andy. <laughs> I got a free car out of it from them at one point. So, um, yeah, that, yeah, that it, just struck me as. But a, the whole uh, naming thing, odd. yeah. It well, is then again, what it is. I, that is only the second worst name because well, isn't the new L.A. basketball stadium Crypto dot com Arena? That, that's the yeah, worst. I mean, there's it's a lot crypto of Crypto dot not for long stadium, <laughs> and it's gotten to the point where we don't even know them. It's like around here where you're like. It's down at the. Uh, It'll always be Heinz. What is it? The Tweeter Center or whatever. Like it's changed yeah. seven times since or, then. It was. Or... It was. Ex- it was, uh, it was the Great Rockland Woods Trust Pavilion. Then, yeah. The Tweeter Center. Exactly. The Rockland Bank Trust. Uh, now they're it's all like changing. Trinity Center. Yeah. I still call I it Pack Bell. You know what? Like... I still call it Shea, and we should just leave it at that. Two so... more quick topics, guys, to wrap up this extended, supersized edition of Pat's Perry here on the Six Rings Pod. All right, let's stay. Okay, we'll stay football on the field, then we'll go football off the field to wrap it up. The Baker-Mayfield trade seemed to kind of go under the radar a little bit last week because it took place just after the 4th of July when, as we have freely admitted here at WEEI and, of course, uh, WEEI.com, the majority of everybody was on vacation last week, uh, as was the case with a lot of other sports reporting outlets. Baker-Mayfield getting mostly paid by the Browns to go away and try to restart his career on his fifth-year option against another go-ahead, go-away, we'll-pay-you-to-play-elsewhere fifth-year option guy in Sammy Squarejaw, the Lego quarterback. So it's Mayfield versus Darnold at the consignment shop of quarterbacks that is Carolina with Matt Rule coaching for his life this year. What a sad turn of events it is for both of those once-promising quarterbacks. Who do we think ends up the starter, and why have you not already said Matt Corral? Well, I'm rooting for Matt Corral. I, I want yeah. this to blow up in their face and have two first-round rook, uh, rookie contract quarterbacks and have Matt Corral come in in the third quarter of every preseason game and throw, like, 12 light of 12 and, like, yeah. he's running like all Russell over the Like Russell Wilson field. in 2012, just light 100%. it up. 100%. Well, and, and it's already blown up in Cleveland's face because there's a good chance that week one they're paying $50 million to two different quarterbacks, neither of which are going to be starting the game for them. Instead, they'll be starting Jacoby Brissett. Just so Jacoby Brissett can go 14 for 27, 158 (laughs) yards and an interception. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so this is is that world of you don't have a quarterback. Like both of these franchises that living that weird world. Such a disgusting zone to be in. The 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 Browns, in one sense, live the world where you get into that fifth-year option. Is he good enough? Do I give it to him? Am I signing this guy? Like, that whole world. Because Baker Mayfield hasn't been without success in the NFL. Yep. The end of his rookie season was as good as anybody's, basically. Dude, he was so good when he came in in relief in that Thursday night game. Granted, it was against the Jets, but that was kind of an electric moment in a very entertaining 2018 football season. He gave Cleveland hope, promise, potential. Like, he made them they believe land again. He even brought him to the playoffs oh, yeah. two years ago. No, now he, the guy's toast. He's not without success in his Cleveland tenure, but he's one of those tweener quarterbacks. Yeah. Now, we may be talking about that with Mac Jones in a couple of years. We'll see where this evolution goes. This is sort of a cautionary tale, right? Cautionary tale for both teams because they picked up 
Darnold's option when they made the trade. When you get in that weird world of not having a guy and you're mm-hmm. scrambling to find the guy for now, for the right now kind of guy, this is that. And, again, Corral as a mid-round pick, who knows? That could be a total bust yep. or it could be, wow, this Better guy. Than both of he's them a combined. scintillating player. Like He plays an exciting style of modern football, yep. and he could make the transition from those beautiful light blue Ole Miss jerseys oh, to those. those really likable light teal or whatever Carolina's teal jerseys. Oh, hey, they, oh, you so. want to talk about a team that needs an, a uniform rebrand. Those are stale-ass unis. Oh, I like the Panthers. I couldn't disagree more. Yeah. Oh, the, Panthers the Panthers uniforms Panthers. are stale The black ass. and light blue for me is yeah. mm, chef's oh, kiss. Muy bien. Are you, oh, and by the way, did you guys see those little pos- the possible leak of the Patriots introducing some further uniform alterations or iterations this year? Maybe working the gray pants in uh, both at home and on the road. What do we think about that? Yeah, I don't care. Just yeah, give, me, really care. give me, give me the classic red jerseys, and that's all I care. About. And when the wrinkle well, is get like a couple gray slash silver, who gives a rat's ass? You will get them. A, the one thing I can confirm is you will get them a couple of times this season for sure. Last but not least, here on the extended Pat's Paris. On the Six Rings pod, we have to address it, the Zach Wilson Cougar Hunter story. Andy, did you make yourself aware of this story, and can you believe the way that the internet has gone from loving busting on Zach Williams because he plays for the Jets and had an underwhelming rookie season to now fan-favorite quarterback of the Barstool and Bro Nation? So I have a question to ask because I sort of I know the story, but do we have photos uh, so there is, I saw a photo this morning. There are group morning. shots, right, Shine? Yeah, so I saw a photo this morning of Zach Wilson's mom and her friends. Can you pull it up for me? Uh, I can try the and photo, find it. The photo, I mean. The photo, yeah. jeez. But we don't, know, we don't know which one it is. But I will be able to ascertain as to whether any woman in the photo is worthy of making a horrendous decision for. <laughs> I can make that. It, like, I can't believe she went, like, full The Graduate with Zach Wilson. And also, like, that's... That's your Biff's son. What are you doing? I so don't here's care. Here's the picture, Andy. Here we okay. go. Take a look, Andy. What do you think? I think I, I I think I identified two possible suspects, but I wasn't. I couldn't confirm. Nor I, the I answer can't. is no. None of these women is worthy of making a hellacious decision. And this is a guy who is the CEO. We call it CEO of a franchise, right? Your franchise mm-hmm. QB. There is no woman in there worthy of throwing. Everything down the crapper, and not to forget the personal stuff where you're throwing a whole crap load of drama into your personal life. Yeah, so I mean, I so here's the thing: if he wasn't dating a girl already, I'm fine with him hooking up with a mom. Who cares? His I mother. I, I give zero. Friend, I give zero f's about that. Well, people are pulling I think the it's whole a terrible like, decision. What a stud, man! It's like American it's, Pie. He's not life. that much of a stud 20, based on the women in that photo. Twenty five. you difference. could get him. Twenty-five year difference, wow. like I, I, I see, I, I happen to see that every once in a while. Like it's, I get it. Like it's, whatever. I don't care. But it, the fact that it's, you know, he's just throwing a grenade into between his personal life and then all that professional. Like it's a bad decision making. And I do understand. Tom Brady had the Tara Reid era, so it's not yeah. like you'll never bounce back. Maybe he learns from this. Maybe this, you know, she scared poisoned straight. him for a whole season. He was, I mean, he threw the most touchdowns, but threw a ton of picks. They missed the playoffs. I still blame her for that. She was dancing on tables at Gillette, drunk with her fake bad boob job hanging oh. out, and all of that. She might not have. Shark NATO was a better decision than ruining the 2002 <laughs> but Patriots. This is a. I mean, they use the the red flag term 
for yeah. drafts, this is a red flag for your franchise quarterback. Just for a character issue? Yeah. Okay, we can all agree on that. Yes, Poor decision-making, especially yeah. once you see the photo. Yeah, like if, if he was if he was uh, a 22-year-old rookie or whatever and he was single and living his life and it came out of a story he hooked up with his friend, like his mom's friend or his friend's mom, whatever, I don't care, whatever. Like if it was like Braxton Berrios two years ago, nobody would have cared. But when it's your franchise quarterback and it gets this much press in advance of his second season, which is massive for like, him given what they've surrounded him with, hell yeah, it's a like big deal. I've heard a story about Odell likes to get crapped on for sex. Like allegedly, well, allegedly. Like, thank like, you. So, but so, so I mean, that so, short. Uh, so that's not a, like uh, there's right. Yeah, ever all these guys are gonna have Rachel those kind Ray of red was flags. involved in that stuff too. What might have been what? her husband? One of them. Either Rachel Ray did it or Rachel Ray's husband liked it. Okay, either way. All right, allegedly. that'll do for this edition of. <laughs> but wait a minute. There's also a difference for me between the wide receiver. I have like more. Uh, leeway for the wide receiver. The quarterback is the closest thing. So what? He hooked up with a 47-year-old woman. Is that a good decision? Like, as you're evaluating, you're processing anything. Is that a good decision? Your mother's best friend, is that a good decision? Who cares? She's just hooking up with a 47-year-old woman. I'm asking you about, is that a good decision? Uh, it's probably not the best, but okay, I, I don't think you. it matters. I, I, I bet it's, it's going to get. It's not going to get like. It's not going to get an attaboy from the organization. I'm sure someone's going to come reward. along. Quarterback Chad is all Ocho about risk DK reward. DK Metcalf tweeting about how he's the goat alongside Chad Ochocinco. So the guys in the locker room freaking love it. Is he a quarterback? No, 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 I'm. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that it's. It's like it would be okay if DK did. It. I'm just saying DK's like, the, like, like. Yes, that kid is the goat. Because like, but there's I'm one thing to joke about it room. as a as like a player. Joke about it as a media member. If you're say you're the owner, it you're doesn't Woody impact Johnson. the locker room though. Who cares? No, no, no. Decision making matters. That's my whole yeah. point. Quarterback yeah. is all about making decisions. That's literally the position. Whether it's on the field, how you treat players, yeah, how is, you answer questions. This decision questions. is not a big enough red flag for me by any means. Uh, it's a major red flag for me. Yeah, I'm gonna actually come down on the side of Andy on this. And one. this is a guy who's basically a Jets fan after the draft. Fitzy has right. basically been a Jets fan since April. <laughs> that this that it's that kind of slander that'll get you sued in this lifetime and on this podcast. So I'd watch where you where you speak. Plus, we got to wrap this up. Sir. I got a radio show to do. All right, go do your thing. Peace out, bitches. Are you closing it or am I? This has been another exciting, <laughs> scintillating edition of the Six Rings Podcast. He's Chris Scheim. He hates Mac Jones. Yep. Called him the most overrated player in the Patriots. Bingo. He's Nick Fitzy Stevens. He's trying to stay positive, but even he had some negativity when we talked about the cornerback position. And I'm Andy Hart. I'm just trying to find my way in this world after two weeks of too much Miller Lite, too much sun, and too much food. We will be back later in the week with the final positional wrap-up. We'll look at the linebacker position, and then we will have more Pat's Paris, because let's be honest, if Mr. No Days Off is taking days off right now, we are in the slow period of the NFL, but we're turning the corner towards training camp in just a couple weeks. That's another six rings in the books. See ya. I thought it was bye. Bye-bye. Bye.